Welcome to the How to Ride Book Podcast. Now, what I love about Nia Rayner is the process that she found. She believed in a book. She found somebody that could help her do it, and she did it. It was an awesome episode. Let's dive in about Nia. Nia Rayner is an entrepreneur who never learned how not to dream big. From the time she was a little girl planning to become an entrepreneur to the time that she was named High Point University's Extraordinary Leader, Nia has looked at the concept of limits and laughed. Too often, she's seen people limited by their fear of failure and stalled in the execution of their goals by inconsistency. She wrote Rise, which is what we're going to talk about in this episode, to teach people how to attain desirable goal outcomes that turn dreams into reality. When Nia's not empowering those around her, she's trying to master the kind of pasta-making finesse that'll land her a spot in hell's kitchen. <laughs> I wish I had those, those skills. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. I think you're going to find this show inspiring. And also the plan that she lays out um, is something that I believe you can follow as well. All right. Thank you. Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Hey there, writers. Let's take a beat to talk about a special announcement. So November is your month of transformation. Get a one-hour coaching session with me by choosing one of these three options, or all three. Option one, join our Patreon for $1, which will support the show. Option two, book a $1 coaching session on coach.me. Option three, leave an Apple podcast review. Send a screenshot to my email and get a coaching spot. You can do all three and get three hours of coaching with me. Find all the links in the show notes. Act fast. This offer is only valid for November to celebrate National Novel Writing Month. Thanks. Okay, and welcome back to the How to Write a Book podcast. Welcome to the show, Nia. Nia Rayner, how are you today? Hello, hello. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Excellent, excellent. I'm really excited to have you here. Um, you know, I came across your book. We were just talking about before this. Um, and I'm excited to read it. I am. I'm like, okay, ordering on paperback right now. Um, let me introduce you a little bit to the audience of the How to Read Book podcast. And then, of course, I'm going to hand it over to you. So, Nia Rayner is an entrepreneur um, who never learned how not to dream big from the time she was a little girl planning to become an entrepreneur to the time she was named High Point University's Extraordinary Leader. Leah has looked Looked at the concept of limits and laughed. I love that. I love that. Too often, she's seen people limited by their fear of failure and stalled in the execution of their goals by inconsistency. She wrote Rise, which we're going to talk about today, to teach people how to attain desirable goal outcomes that turn dreams into reality. Uh, I love that. I love that. So, Mia, that's just a little bit about you, but why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Uh, I would say in terms of my journey, again, my name is Nia. I am an author of a book called Rise. It's a self-development book on overcoming challenges. And the reason why I think this, what Rise shares is such an important message 
is the overall message of the book is when you appreciate your upbringing, have a vision for yourself, and you execute on that vision, regardless of where you come from, regardless of your circumstances, you can make a difference in your own life and you can improve your current situation. A lot of the stories that I share in the book feature people of color, people of minority backgrounds, first-time entrepreneurs, first-generation college students, and people that are often not represented in the self-development space. And just like what we were talking before about when I think there's a lot of self-development books out there, I think there is a market to for people to really – allow themselves to get them to the next level. But I think what is really awesome about Rise is it has that representation of people you usually don't see in self-development books. So when that happens, and I remember I was watching a clip with Viola Davis talking about this as well, is when it comes to representation, it is a physical manifestation of yourself and what you're capable of doing. And so I think rise encompasses all of that, how you're able to go into why you are able to do what you're able to do and how you could get there. And in terms of why that message is important for me, I'm a first generation college student, first time entrepreneur, person of a minority background. I am half African-American, half Puerto Rican-American, and I think that message just resonated with my own life very well, especially coming from uh, I would say, quote unquote, single mother household. My mother doesn't really like it when I say that, uh, but I just didn't grow up in a two parent household. It was a very untraditional uh, upbringing. And but th- besides all the experiences that I went through, I think it's just just really important to make it known to people that it's OK if you didn't have that uh, traditional upbringing like other people. In, in fact, what I believe is that that could be used to your advantage when you want to go after your particular goals for sure. I love that. Yes, because I absolutely resonate with that. I'm also first generation at college. Um, uh, I am, uh, you know, Mexican American. Um, and it was difficult. You know, you don't see a lot of, like you said, representation, TV, films growing up in the 90s you know it was there's a very classic um idyllic look for what you saw what you read um and you know i didn't realize it until later how powerful that really was um it, actually it's so great that you have brought this topic to our attention because i are you familiar with the witcher like the, the show on netflix it's also a book. There's I am so books. behind on binging shows. <laughs> you have to no worries. You're busy writing, which I love. Yeah, so I was <laughs> watching The Witcher and the main love interest there. Spoiler for anyone who hasn't really seen it, but but the main love interest was Henry Cavill, right? But then also, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Um, wow, I'm gonna have to go back and and uh, look this up. But um, she's you know a, a woman of color. And I literally cried. Like, I saw her, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, there's, like, someone different on the screen who isn't, like, the typical, you know, fit that you would normally see. And I was just like, I feel seen. Like, I feel like, oh, my gosh, there's somebody there who looks 
you know, like us. And, and it just hit me so hard, you know, and I didn't realize how powerful and how deep it is to have representation. And that's, it's, it's game changing. Um, so anyways, I'm going on ran. I'm curious. So you've, you've come across this issue that we have in our society or culture. What makes you feel like, okay, I'm going to write a book about it. You know, you could do a YouTube series, you can do a podcast. Why a book? Yeah, it's a great question. I would say for me, for the longest time, I've always loved doing things in the creative space. When I was little, I my mom put me in my first dance class and I was going every week. I loved to sing. I loved to dance. I was acting and I always had a drawing pad on the side to draw and then I would write my own stories as a child, uh, I don't know where those stories are now. They're probably stuck in the garage somewhere. But I remember <laughs> writing stories about superheroes, uh, writing stories about princesses. I even wrote fan fictions on thing on. Uh, there was like this dance crew that I really enjoyed in middle school, so I would write fan fictions with my friends on uh, different stories, and so. I just loved being in the creative space and I utilized my experiences and I put that into art. And mm-hmm. when it came to the time to start writing Rise, it was not planned at all. Um, I think around the time of 2020, I was a junior at, uh, no, a sophomore at High Point University. I remember we were going into spring break. And I go home for spring break to see friends and family. And then I find out we're not going back to campus that semester, finished semester Mm -hmm. online. I was applying for uh, a few internships. I was supposed to be having an internship with Calvin Klein, I believe, and they canceled it altogether. And so when it came to this moment, I didn't have an internship. My semester was done. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I think also during this time when people were trapped into their homes, I was having a lot of conversations with my friends about what was going on in the news. A lot of people were not happy with the political uprisings that were happening. And I had a lot of different conversations. Some people leaned a certain way on certain issues. Some people leaned a different way. But the overall message of what I got from people is that, they didn't feel like they were capable of doing certain things because of the world that we live in, number one, and number two, because of the circumstances that they were brought into. And so I really thought about those conversations. I thought about what I was good at, my skills in writing, being able to share stories of my own, but also being able to share stories about other people. And what I came to realize was the whole concept of rise is being able to go after what you want, despite the world telling you no. And the reason why I thought that was just so important to me was just me going into college was a big deal for my family being able to be at an environment like that just exposed so much for me. So, and also I was very career driven at the time I was at HPU I remember the very first internship I had, I was a sophomore in high school. And so 
I knew just from my own personal goals as well as what I was capable of and just the peers that I met throughout my lifetime was that when it comes to those self-doubts that you have, a lot of it is just because you're not, you don't know how to accomplish certain things because you haven't seen it, number one. Mm -hmm. And two, it's also because of recognizing that you have goals for yourself and it's okay to dream big. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think when it came to writing Rise in the first place, I had a lot of challenges because, one, how do I portray this to an audience that is constantly told no? And two, how do I prove to myself what I'm saying is right? Because I think as someone that is part of this group, we have our self-doubts all the time, and we're trying to constantly prove the world wrong. So at many points of the the time where I was writing this, I was asking myself, do I want to finish this? Is this something that I'm capable of doing? And at this point, uh, I did a whole pre-sale campaign I uh, had to raise $5,000 in 30 days to get my book in the publishing phase. I raised a little bit over $6,000, so I exceeded the goal, number one. Uh, But then right after that, thank you, (laughs) right after that, I get COVID for the first time, and I thought that I had to go to the hospital and everything. So I'm like, is this, like, a sign to, like, not – to just give up at this point. So it was a lot of mental uh, battles within my mm-hmm. own self. But then I was like, all right, people believe in my vision now. Like, I can't just give up on it at this point. And so I pushed through, published in 2021, and now we're here. So, yeah. Nice. I love that. Okay, because, like, like there's this – I don't have, like, a saying for it, but – there's this coach named like Jen Sincero and she says like when yes. you like you know okay so you know right so she, she says like when you're gonna go for that goal all of a sudden like like things start to happen but it's like not a signal that you should stop it's like the way of the universe saying like okay are you ready you know so like that sounds like that was what happening like you're like that's the goal you need to do so the universe was like all right are you ready are you ready you know so that's yeah. a really interesting turn of events I love yeah. that to be a badass is one of my favorite books so when you brought up Jen and sarah i was like you are my girl <laughs> i know oh, i listen that's i i like rarely reread books but i listen to her audiobook every year at the beginning of the year so i'm just like i need that <laughs> you know love it so tell me like so you did crowdfunding is that what you doing with like a kickstarter how did you approach your publishing process yeah for sure so when i first started writing my book I think what was really important at the time was just seeing other people do amazing things. So I actually met someone in my business returning off of Kappa Psi. His name was Logan Kamer. He actually published his book before me, and his book is called Momentum. And his book is a self-development book, and just uh, it's more focused on creating uh, good habits and making sure that you are going about uh, just building that momentum to get to your goals. And I was just really inspired by his efforts. And so I asked him, hey, like, how did you get to this point? And uh, he introduced me to his publishing team, New Degree Press. Uh, and New Degree Press has a very interesting 
approach with authors. Uh, a lot of their uh, authors are first-time authors, and they try to work with writers, students, uh, first-time entrepreneurs who have that vision to bring their book to life. Uh, so I had an opportunity to connect with Eric Coaster, who is in the Creator Institute that partners with New Degree Press. I told him my idea, pitched it to him. He really liked the idea. Uh, and then I joined his uh, Creator Institute uh, course where we had the opportunity to learn how to write a book, how to go through the revisions phase, how to do a little bit of promotions. And uh, through them, I learned how to do crowdfunding. Uh, so I raised the original goal was $5,000 to publish the book, and that was going to cover the publishing fees, the artwork, uh, the marketing materials, uh, getting the uh, editors to revise the book and make sure that the overall product is really good. And uh, those first 30 days was difficult. Well, first of all, just when after I finished that first draft with them, they were like, okay, great, now you need to raise $5,000 to get this book out. And I said, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> so at, at that point, I I think I, what I started doing was just becoming a sales development representative without even knowing it. Like I was cold calling people. I was cold calling my friends. I was cold calling family members. I was cold calling people that I haven't spoken to in years. I started reaching out to nonprofits that would believe in the book itself. So I had a few nonprofits that were very involved in the youth development uh, space get involved in the crowdfunding, which was really nice. And I think my network from just from doing things as having internships from very early on was really, really helpful uh, because a, there was a good group of people that knew my my name, my brand, and I think just being able to have that connection was really nice. And also being uh, very in sync and close with my friends and family, they were spreading the word out too. Uh, so I would definitely say it was very hard, but I was not alone, even though there was many times where it felt like I did because I would watch the uh, crowdfunding page every day. I'm like, am I going to make it? Uh, is, do people believe in my work? Like, oh my God, like, am I really doing this right now? Like, what's wrong with me? And by the end of the 30 days, I overachieved it. I was at $6,000 and that was really nice because the $5,000 is just to get the paperback out. The $6,000 is to get the hardcover out. So now you can get Rise as a hardcover and a paperback. Uh, which I think is really nice, and uh, in the future, who knows, I might do a little bit more uh, releases. So, yeah. That is so cool. Are we seeing, like, maybe an audio book in the future, too? Yes. Nice. I love that. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, that's, like, the whole package. That's amazing. So you did it all in 30 days. Yes. That's incredible. That's incredible. That's, like... Doing all that is really unheard of. So, I mean, and I just on the show all the time, you need to give yourself that clap that like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Definitely. Definitely. Holy cow. Oh, wow. So, um, okay. So it's, it's just incredible to me. So, 
So you had a revision process and an editing process and a cover design process. And was that all from the, the Institute or did you also like have your own ideas to how you were going to approach your book? Yeah. So the partnership between Creator Institute and New Degree Press. So when I first went through uh, my call with the head of Creator Institute, what we worked on within those first I would say three months, which is getting that first draft out. Uh, and at the end of my three months with them, that's when I did the crowdfunding. I worked with them to uh, meet the goal, which I did. And then there was like a break in between because by the time my uh, crowdfunding page was done, it was around the holidays and whatnot. So I had some time to really reflect on that first draft and see what I thought I did well and what I could improve. And Mm -hmm. during that time, I had my first editor come in and go through the draft. And he gave me the initial feedback of what to work on for the second draft. And a lot of it consisted of just making sure that things would flow, that a lot of the content that I was writing, it went back to that overall message of what I was saying. Again, appreciate your upbringing, have that vision for yourself, and execute it on it. Just making sure that all those things come together in the very end and that the chapters relate to another. And then lastly, just keeping that main audience in mind, who would be reading my book, why, and would this message resonate with them, with the things that I'm saying, with the sources that I'm bringing up. And that was the overall process for phase one. Phase two was going through the feedback working with an additional coach, uh, uh, an additional editor that would go through my second draft and help me revise the chapters again and just making sure that I was in a good place to be uh, to increase the word count and also to make sure that I was good to have it published and have that content out. Uh, so I think the second phase of the process was a lot more interesting because that's where you see the book come to life. That's when you start working with the cover designers. That's where you start working on the initial like launch of the book and what you want to do. And so for me personally, I think it was a very fun time, but it was also pretty challenging because that's when I got hit with being diagnosed with COVID. And that was really hard because it just delayed everything. I was telling people that I would have my book in the spring and then my book didn't come out until I would say the end of August. And that was something that was just really hard for me because I had to uh, push some speaking engagements. Uh, A lot of people were expecting the book at a certain time. So I just didn't want to break my trust with people, but I also let them know like, Sorry, like I thought I had to go to the hospital, which I didn't, thank God. But I think it's just like for me, I'm very big on uh, keeping my trust with people and maintaining the strength in my network. Uh, So just pushing that back was just really hard. But then also something that I talk about in my book as well is just making sure you put yourself first and uh, your your mental health and your physical health is really important. So I'm like, okay, I need to follow my word with what I'm saying in my (laughs) book as well, and like make sure I'm alive and breathing and give myself the time that I need and get back to it. Uh, Cause when you work with a, a publisher, when writing your book, 
uh, a lot of the times you have to follow their deadlines. And because I got sick, a lot of the, the deadlines I needed to follow, they, it was just not going to happen. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's why, even though I was only sick for like a few weeks, that just pushed everything by months, which I was very shocked about. And I didn't think it would be like that. Um, so I think the biggest lesson that I've learned from just writing a book and just making sure that what I need to do to bring it to come to life is one time management, making sure that especially at the time that I was doing this, I was a full-time college student and I had a part-time job, just making sure that you set time aside for everything that you need to do. So studying, working, eating, sleeping, <laughs> sleeping. Uh, because I, I even had to put the, that in my I calendar at that point because I was forgetting to eat, uh, which I don't recommend like eat, make sure you remember <laughs> to eat and drink your water and go for a walk. Uh, so it was a, a definitely challenging process. And I think just for me, like trying to balance that all the, at once was not an easy task, but I made it work at the end. And it's, it's all about trying to put yourself out there and allowing yourself to fall at some point so that way you can eventually get back up and start getting through it, like riding a bike. So I do not regret any of it at all. I just question now that I'm done with school. I, I got my, got my master's from HPU as well. I work full time now. Uh, I just ask myself, I'm like, how was I able to do that back then? <laughs> now it's just like, I can't imagine like trying to do all of that at once. So I, I get it, it again. It's just going back to that overall message. Like you got to execute on those goals and that my goal was to become an author. So, yeah, that's amazing. I know. And that's like just that in itself of balancing so much, but still achieving the dreams that you set out for yourself. And I think it's something that's really important for the audience of the How to Write a Book podcast. It's like, yes, you can do this, you know, and a lot of the times we feel like, you know, there's this going on, that's going on and life happens, right? Like you got hit with COVID, um, but it's a derailment, but it's not like a, a no, it's like, keep going, keep yeah. going, you know, you're going to get there. So I'm curious, like um, Mia before writing a book and, 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 Back when this was just a thought, like, you know, you're seeing something and you're you want to hone in on it to the Nia now. How do you feel like your mindset has changed? Oh, that's a good one. I would say before author Nia, she was. I feel like she kind of had a mask on. She presented herself as pretty confident really knew what she wanted, but deep down there was a lot of unanswered questions that she had for herself as to what I wanted to do, as to what she was able to accomplish. And just having the perspective of pre-author Nia, uh, she also started to realize she wanted to write a, a book at 20 years old. I'm 23 now. So I think a lot of what pre-author Nia was, it makes a lot of sense. I think at a very young age, you still don't know what you want. I'm 23 now, and I'm still trying to figure out what I want with my life. But I think post-author Nia has a pretty good understanding that I, I feel like I emulate my book a lot more because 
being able to write something like that and putting the hours to get it done, I think is for me, I feel like I'm a living example now of what I'm talking about, which I feel like the the credibility that I have for myself, I'm a lot more confident now when I have conversations with people at work at when I was doing my master's program and now just having conversations in this setting. um, I think there's a lot more that I need to learn. And I have this mind, this growth mindset of wanting to learn more and every, every day and uh, never stop learning. I think that's really important, but also just keeping in mind that, I'm still young and I want to be able to learn more from other people and just give myself the grace to make mistakes along the way. Just fail fast as soon as possible so that we could just focus more on improving instead of just reflecting on that mistake. So, yeah. That's a great point. Like, like you said, fail fast. So, you know, at least just get that leg up, you know, but right now I'm going to improve what I've learned. That's awesome. I, I love how you put that. I love the perspective of pre-author Nia to author Nia. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, definitely. This actually, this interview has gone by super fast. So I love that. I mean, you have such a wealth of information. Um, our next question is, what's next for you, and where can people find you and your work? Yeah, great question. So. A lot of the work that I am doing right now, I just launched my website, neorainer.com, and a lot of the work that is there is demonstrates a little bit about myself, and I, as I go through uh, my author journey, I share more updates as to things that I'm working on, links to my social media, uh, the goals for 2024 is to land more podcast opportunities such as this one, land more speaking engagements, and just uh, releasing more updates from me. Uh, I know you're bringing up the audiobooks, so maybe that will be in the works. We shall see. Uh, and it's also just putting Rise out there and might be a second book. Who knows? So, yeah, stay tuned for more. I love that. From the How to Write a Book podcast, we're wishing you the best of luck in your journey, not just in 2024, but beyond. Um, and whenever you have that audio book or the second book, you should come back on. We would love to hear how your journey is progressing. That would be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. We're going to wrap out now, but um, thank you again, Nia. Um, again, that's Nia Rayner, author of Rise, um, and you can find it on Amazon and at niarayner.com. All right. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the How to Write a Book podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. If you want to keep up with me and my work, check out the website, blackheartedstudios.com. That's www.blackheartedstudios.com. And follow me on Instagram, at Maciel Writes. That's at M-A-S-S-I-E-L Writes. As a book coach and publisher, I'm passionate about helping aspiring authors bring their stories to life. So if you've been dreaming of writing a book and don't know where to start, head to my website and let's chat. You get a free 30 minutes on me. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks.